choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Wolke, owner of the Tupac Wolkies. Coming up on week one of the 2019 NFL season. Bull, we got the, the train full steam ahead here. Zeke just signed his deal. We're ready to roll here in the Mortal Kombat League. And boy, do we have some big news that has occurred since the last episode of the podcast. As you know, we really like to give uh, one member of the league, he who shall not be named anymore, uh, a lot of crap. But, uh, you know, that was all in good fun. And um, he kind of crossed the lines in backfiring and, and had some conduct, conduct that was detrimental to the league. So uh, we have decided as a league to remove uh, Tony Burr from the league um, and and find a replacement for him. And uh, in replacement, we have decided to go with uh, an ex-Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League member, uh, one member who actually quit because of Tony Burr originally. So it's only fitting that he slides back in. We welcome Jason Edwards and Team LOZ Raiden. It's uh, a good Mortal Kombat reference um, in the team name there. Of course, you know, Jason, in the, in the few weeks that he's joined the league, I will say that, uh, you know, the only two times I've really seen his name appear in any league discussion is when he's tried to leave the the group chat a couple times. So I will say, Forrest, you had a good run, uh, but I think it's time to give up the title of Ghost of the League and hand that over to Jason because, man... This guy is dead silent. Jason, are you even listening to this man? I really don't think you are. But uh, if you are, uh, just give us a shout sometime. Just let us know that you're alive. And uh, you should probably start Austin Eckler this week. I saw he's on your bench. And you're starting uh, Sony Michelle instead. So already starting off on the wrong foot. But uh, we'll see how it goes for you. But uh, on this episode this week, we're going to have a quick uh, draft recap, uh, run through the first three rounds, really just want to cover um, you know, a couple mistakes that were made and uh, something that you know probably gave the Grand Poobahs yet another o- upper hand, um, and I'm pretty damn frustrated about it. So we're going to cover that, um, and then we're going to go through a segment of players that I don't like um, in fantasy football. This is not necessarily going to be about their skill sets or the numbers they're putting up on the field or really where they rank in terms of fantasy football. I just straight up just don't like these guys. So we're just going to run through that, you know, tell you a little bit why I don't like them. And then we're going to have a little bit of a week one pick them, go through our matchups for week one, and I'll let you know who I think is going to take the, take the cheddar home this week. So uh, jumping into the draft recap, you know, just want to touch on that real quick. Um, not a whole lot to say on this. It was a, a pretty good draft, and I think, you know, for where a lot of guys were sitting in the draft and with how many holdouts and injuries and question marks there were, you know, there were 
a lot of good picks and I think some guys were taken in the in the right areas but you know something to touch base on is you know we had the grand poobahs and Chris Schneider right where we wanted them right we had them at you know they had the number one overall pick this year that was tough because Zeke was sitting out so he went with Saquon Barkley you know granted I'll give it to him Saquon is a great player He's gonna be a lot. He's gonna be a factor in the passing game and the running game. He's probably one of the future greats um, of his generation. But you know, Zeke probably would have been a better shot there, just because Saquon is gonna be the only piece of that offense. And with with a bad offense on a bad team, you really can't trust a guy like that. So it was nice to see Chris take someone like that instead of a Christian McCaffrey or an Alvin Kamara or a Zeke. Um, and we really had him right where we wanted him. But I want to bring something up. Somehow, for some reason, Danny, Mr. High Five World Champ, number one, thought it would be okay to take Joe Mixon in front of the likes of Travis Kelsey, in front of the likes of Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., and Dalvin Cook. The latter of two, with the Grand Poobahs selected. I also want to give a shout out to Jason Edwards, who picked Patrick Mahomes over Odell Beckham Jr. and Dalvin Cook, who also let those two fall to the Grand Poobahs. How do you guys let this happen? You have the ex-champion, four-time champion, in a pinch, and somehow, you dumbasses, let another RB1 and another and a wide receiver one fall to him. How is that? You could have left him with a Keenan Allen, a Derrick Henry, a Leonard Fournette, any of those guys. But what do you do? You take a quarterback in the second round. You take Joe Mixon on a bum knee with a shitty offensive line. before the likes of OBJ and Dalvin Cook, and you let that fall to the Grand Poobahs, who, guess what, now has one of the better teams in the entire league. So congratulations to that, to the ginger fuck and the new guy for letting that occur. And uh, that's all for my draft recap. Really just wanted to give a good fuck you to Danny and to Jason for letting that happen. Um, So now we're going to jump into... Um, kind of a countdown here on the post-draft rosters. Of course, we know these rosters are going to change by about 60% um, by the end of the year, unless you're Tyler, who's a guy that doesn't touch the waiver wire or make any trades throughout the entire year. Um, His team will probably remain the same. But for the time being, we just want to run through a top 10. We'll start at 10, go all the way down to 1, do a little countdown here um, in terms of Worst to best teams post-draft. Number 10. We have no other living up to the hype as a terrible fantasy football player and an even more terrible person, as we found out on our last podcast. We've got Bryce Bowman and the bad hombres. Guys, this team is dog shit. Listen to this lineup here. This guy does not know how to draft a fantasy football team. He's going to be even worse at trades. He's going to stack someone at some point. But here's a starting lineup. Baker Mayfield, you know, not too bad. 
you know, a bit of a loud mouth, but he, he can back it up with that arm, and he's got definitely got the talent around him um, to, to prove it. He's also got Julio Jones and Juju on his team, but uh, those three players are really going to have to carry him here. He's got Josh Jacobs, a rookie in, in Oakland. You know, really shitty team there. Um, we'll see if he lives up to a little bit of a hype. At least he has Chris Carson who, you know, week in, week out, maybe a little up and down. I don't think he's going to be consistent enough to, to carry anywhere there. Kenyon Drake is in your starting lineup, man. Having Kenyon Drake in your starting lineup, that's like taking a shit on an already clogged toilet, man. I'm sorry, but your team's garbage. Number nine. Next at number nine, we've got Danny Rager and the high five world champs. Not only did Danny screw us all over by, you know, letting Chris draft the team that he did in the first three rounds, but really the only good thing that Danny did in the entire draft was draft Zeke. That's it. He drafted Deshaun Watson, who hasn't proven himself yet. He drafted Joe Mixon on a bum knee as we already discussed, behind a terrible offensive line on a shit team. Julian Edelman would have been a great pick if this was a PPR league. Mike Williams, he may get some touchdowns, but he's not going to get you the yardage you need. Jared Cook, one hit wonder last year. He's not going to do the same thing for the Saints. He's not Jimmy Graham. Carryon Johnson, he's on the lines. Another terrible situation. The Jaguars D, good luck playing Kansas City week one. I will give it to you. Kai Fairburn, that's a great kicker. One of the better kickers last year. So that really might be the only good thing he did. Dude, you still have Carlos Hyde on your team. You drafted Kareem Hunt, who doesn't play until week eight. He may not even play in week eight because he won't even be practicing with the team until then. I'm sorry, Danny. But uh, your, your run for your second title, that's not happening this year. Number eight. Coming at number eight, we've got Jared Edwards and the Texas Gunslingers. You know, had a good run into the championship game last year, but that's about as far as you're going to get for a while, it seems, because you're coming back down to earth. I mean, granted, you did get some heavy hitters. You got Travis Kelsey and, and, uh, and Hopkins, but, you know, that's uh, – Hopefully Leonard Fournette can stay healthy as well. Between those three and Drew Brees, you know, you have a good chance at, you know, making a playoff run. I think it stops there though, because Marlon Mack isn't gonna do anything for you now that Andrew Luck's out of that offense. Kenny Galladay is in a shitty situation with the Lions. I don't know why you would draft anyone in Detroit. Philip Lindsay, your flex is split in the backfield. Your bench is just empty it's just a black hole I mean you could just jump into that bench and not hit a damn thing it's almost like Donald going into Stormy Daniels there's nothing in there man absolutely nothing I feel bad for you and I feel bad for Donnie number seven next at uh, number seven we've got team hold my dick with Matt Davis, you know, Matt, good thing that he picked up some good wide receivers. 
and uh, has a potential double points connection with Tom Brady and Josh Gordon, who's his flex. Because otherwise, without those two and that connection with Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, man, his running back committee is just so. I mean, the only thing I can think is that, you know, after the first few rounds where you got your wide receivers and tied in, the only thing I can think is that you let your infant son draft the rest of your team because that is the only excuse is that someone that cannot read built this team. Number six. Next, we've got Team Raiden, um, who, you know, stepped it up. He's in the middle of the pack. I'm still pissed at him about some of his decisions, including to draft Patrick Mahomes so early, but that's also one of the reasons why I am putting him where he is. He's got... You know, the the firepower of the Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes behind all that. Um, you've got David Johnson, who's, you know, a great running back, running back in. He's a dual threat. You know, he's, he's going to be a lot in the passing game. Derrick Henry, you know, that's something where the only reason I have him where he is because he can replace Austin Eckler where uh, Derrick Henry is right now. That's that's really the only thing that's, that's keeping you afloat because T.Y. Hilton and Tyler Lockett aren't going to do crap for you. O.J. Howard could be okay in that new Bruce Arians offense in Arizona. And you got the Bears D. The Bears D really helped uh, the Poobahs win a title last year. So, you know, that's going to pick your team up quite a bit. You know, other than that, um, I'm sorry to say, you know, there's really no value in your bench whatsoever. Um, so I don't see you making it very far if you do make the playoffs. Um, but you're going to have to probably make the playoffs with this lineup because from the looks of your the beginning of uh, the dawn of Team Raiden, you're not going to be making any moves this year. Um, I think it's uh, set it and forget it for this one. Number five. Speaking of set it and forget it, at number five, we have Tyler Davis and Mean Machine, the, the guy that is against all trades, the man who is against better waiver order processes for the league. He doesn't have too bad of a team. If nobody gets hurt, you know, I think he does have a shot to playoffs and make he really could make a good run. Week 8 rolls around, week 10, uh, Melvin Gordon comes back. Insert him into the starting lineup with the Cam Newton, Le'Veon Bell, Amari Cooper, Antonio Brown, Matt Breida. That's a pretty solid squad right there. Um, you know, So I think you know his team is built for later in the year. As long as no one gets hurt, I think he could be safe. Um, if he were to grow a pair of nuts and make some trades... I think his team could be even better, and he could make a run for the Gronk. Number four. At number four, we have Alex Edwards and Team Kraken. This guy drafted a pretty damn good team. He's got some great skill position players. Really, his only weaknesses are going to be quarterback and tight end, and even those could come around. He's got Dak Prescott at quarterback, and he's got David Njoku at tight end. You know, with Baker Mayfield throwing to him, he could have an improvement this year. But this guy's running backs and wide receivers are really what's going to carry his team on a week-in, week-out basis. He's got a powerful, powerful group. 
Alex likes to make trades. I think, you know, with this type of a group, we could have some blockbusters in the making later this year with Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks. Man, that is a hell of a lineup. And even even though Dak Prescott isn't that attractive of a quarterback, he's got Jared Goff in that high-powered Rams offense sitting right there on his bench. Team Kraken. It's a very scary team. Number three. Coming in at number three, it's the ex-ghost of the league and the Shockers. Forrest is coming in hard again this year. Like I've said before, one of the most underrated players slash drafters in the league. Forrest, that is probably the best compliment you're ever going to get out of me because you're a douchebag. But look at this. He's got Aaron Rodgers, has a potential to come back after injury and be one of the top quarterbacks in the league again. Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods. And then for his defense, he's got a stud team. Um, on that side of the ball with the Baltimore Ravens, and then also another championship winner for the Grand Poobahs and Greg the Leg as his kicker. That That is a very, very well-rounded starting lineup. You know, I think that Forrest uh, is not scared to make some deals. I think that that can happen this year. Forrest, if you're wanting to make a trade, always open to it. I think that that might be the key to making your team a championship contender. Number two. Coming in at number two, no surprise here. You've got Chris Schneider in the Grand Poobahs with, once again, a very strong draft. This guy just showing his skills and also showcasing um, the level of intelligence that the rest of the league has um, or lack thereof. This guy got Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, OBJ, Stefan Diggs, Evan Ingram, David Montgomery. And then, of course, his kicker is on the most high-powered offense in football. He got Harrison Bucker. This guy's team looks real nice. He's got Darius Geis on his bench, Darwin Thompson, Devin Singletary, Justice Hill, all very good deep value players. If you're looking for a trade, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He did it again. He's got him on his bench He's got him on a starting lineup. He's not afraid to get rid of anyone. So, you know, those guys that are in the back of the league right now, the back of the pack, I think Chris is going to be the one making you trades again, and he's going to be making another run for that fifth Gronk. Number one. And, of course, coming in at number one, no other than yours truly, the host of your podcast, the People's Champion, Big Dick McGee, the Tupaca Wookies, and Ryan Wolkie. Oh, man, you guys really screwed up this year. I've got a team that I think is damn near unstoppable. I really do. Carson Wentz, Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Hunter Henry's going to be a touchdown machine, Devontae Freeman, the Eagles defense, who's a very under-the-radar defense. Matt Bryant coming back to kick for the Falcons in the Dome. And then on my bench, you guys let me pick up A.J. Green. Week four rolls around. A.J. Green slides into that lineup for Cooper Cup. 
I don't got to worry about anything else. It's over. Barring any injuries, it's over. I'm calling it now. I'm winning my second championship. want to take a quick break to thank our sponsor, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Bush Light, the official beer of the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League. For this next segment, we're going to take a look at a list of players that I don't like. It has no fantasy relevance whatsoever. I just don't like these guys. Fuck you! George Kittle. George Kittle is a wannabe Travis Kelsey number one. His numbers last year were outrageous because he was the only skill member left on his team. Literally the only reason why. George Kittle looks like he definitely sold weed in high school, probably listens to Macklemore, and uses the word fire. As in, man, that Macklemore track is fire. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay is cross-eyed and it bugs the shit out of me. I don't know why. When I look at him, I just think he looks like an idiot. And he probably likes cats. He just looks like a cat guy to me. And it, when he's also another thing is when he smiles, it always looks like whenever you're like pushing out a turd really fucking hard and you kind of grit your teeth and your mouth flexes back. That's what a Philip Lindsay smile looks like. It looks like he's just pushing real hard to get out a shit where he must have eaten like a pound of queso the night before. And one more player that I really don't like is is D.D. Westbrook. Really, there's only two reasons. One is because D.D. Westbrook looks like a serial killer. Look at the guy's eyes and tell me he's not a fucking serial killer. Now... The second reason why I don't like him is because it takes me back to when I was a child and uh, I was first discovering that I really enjoyed women. Um, And I had a friend named Jake. And Jake's mom, her name was Dee Dee. And now, Dee Dee, in the sense of Jake's mom, had some of the best boobies I've ever laid my eyes on. It was the first pair of boobies I ever fell in love with. And uh, unfortunately, me and Jake's friendship didn't last very long because I moved and I never saw Dee Dee again. And that makes me really sad. So whenever I see Dee Dee Westbrook or hear his name, it reminds me of that hole that was left in my heart. So fuck you and your name, Dee Dee Westbrook. But uh, that's it for the players that I don't like this week. Um, We're going to jump right into the week one matchups. First up, we've got the Tupaca Wilkies versus the Kraken. ESPN has this as a really tight one, almost an even game. Um, The Wilkies 99, Kraken projected at 97. I'm going to give this one to the Kraken just because my teams historically don't perform well. Um, on week one so I think that Alex gets the dub this week um, but it's going to be the making of a strong comeback I might run the table after this one we'll see 
Next up, we've got Mean Machine versus the Texas Gunslingers. We've got Mean Machine projected at 93 and the Gunslingers at 98. I'm going to go with Tyler and the Mean Machine this week. I think that he gets off to a hot start, but I think he may run into an injury. It could be this week. It could be in the next two weeks, but I think there's an injury coming that's going to deplete his team and send him down and bring the Gunslingers back up the rankings even after after their week one loss. Next, we've got a matchup between the two draft dumbasses. We've got Team Raiden versus Team High Five. Which of the ones that gave the Poobahs the best top three draft picks that they could have ever had is going to win this week. I'm going to lean towards Team High Five on this one. ESPN has another tight race here with Raiden projected at 100 and High Five projected at 102. I think that Danny carries this one out here. I think he gives the newcomer a nice welcome to the league beatdown. Um, and then I think after that, that's enough punishment for Jason, and I'll stop talking so much shit on him. I promise, Jason, I'll, uh, I'll go a little bit more lightly on you next episode. Next, we've got the Grand Poobahs projected at 102 and the Bad Hombres projected at 95. I think that this is going to be my lock of the week, and the Grand Poobahs run away with this one very easily. Um, they're going to take home their week one victory without batting an eye. Bryce isn't going to put up a fight at all. I think Bryce actually may go for uh, a record for worst record um, in league history, maybe least amount of points ever scored in league history as well. So we're all, again, looking forward to that bad hombres week by week. And finally, we've got the Shockers. Um, at projected at 94 and team hold my dick at uh, 88. I think the the Shockers are going to win this one. Um, I think it could be a closer game this week just based on the matchups that uh, each of their uh, players have. But um, again, I think the Shockers um, take this one as they have just a much higher skill set in their lineup um, and almost took this as my lock of the week. The only thing that kept me from that was such a large point differential between the Poobahs and Bad Hombres. That's it for this week's episode. Week one of the NFL season kicking off tonight. Cannot wait. Bears, Packers, finally, we've made it. Week one, year 10, Mortal Kombat. Here we come. Can't wait to see how it all shakes out week one. We'll be back here on Tuesday of next week after the Monday night football game. And uh, we'll have a little recap and a preview. May have a little special guest on the show too. So coming at you next week on Tuesday. Until then, good luck to everybody. Hashtag rest in peace Harambe. Hashtag Westside. Wookie out. <laughs>